0: Okay, you hire us to connect the dots. And as we connect the dots, oil is going to be harder to obtain in the future. So how are we going to react to that? Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Subsistence farmers using three simple principles approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're
1: doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of September 25th, 2014. We often talk our, on our podcasts about how different events out there affect us on the farm, and we thought it might be worthwhile to look at how. The price of oil, the availability of oil, will affect our lives on the farm. I look around as I pass gas stations and I see that the prices seem to be going down. So wouldn't you think that would be good news? Well, Lee, you have a different perspective on that, don't you?
0: I do. I, I'm, I fear that what the failure of prices to increase is telling us is not that petroleum is plentiful. It's not. Um. Uh, despite the propaganda that's coming from the shale gas industry and the the oil industry in general they want us to think oil is plentiful but what's happening is they're basically giving up exploring for new oil and developing new oil sources and the shale oil boom the so-called boom is already in the process of petering out the our world petroleum supply is already depleting so you would think prices would be increasing but what's happening is the economy cannot take high oil prices so people have less spending power and they do reduce their oil consumption just because they can't afford to buy more so what it means is we all are in the process of learning to live with less petroleum. Admittedly, some of it's going to be expressed in terms of efficiency. We're going to drive smaller cars and eventually no cars. Um, We're going to live in smaller residences. But in a lot of other ways, we're just going to have to do without. So that gets us thinking about, okay, how can we get along with less petroleum here at the farm.
1: Right. You'd think with our living out on the land and we have such a wholesome lifestyle and that we uh, do a lot uh, physically, you know, we do a lot of physical labor just to get through a given day. Um, But we actually use a fairly good bit of petroleum in the process of making things work on the farm.
0: We sure do. The, The typical commercial farmer... Let's start there because that's really what the economy cares about. The economy doesn't care what Lee and Amanda Borden do. But the economy is very concerned with how the commercial farmer is using petroleum. And agriculture depends so intensely now on petroleum. Plowing takes petroleum. Planting, the use of pesticides and herbicides... Not only are they petrochemicals, they use oil in producing them. It takes oil to deliver them, and it takes oil to distribute them on the land. You have to use more traction. That is, you have to get the tractors back out there to apply these various chemicals onto the plants. And then you have to use petroleum for harvesting, uh, for planting cover crops, for terminating cover crops. Um, You have to use petroleum to get products from the farm to the market. So it's just a it takes a lot of oil to make agriculture work in the conventional sense, in the commercial sense. Then yeah, it's Mm -hmm. appropriate for us to say, but what about what we do here at Longleaf? Right. Because
1: one might argue, well, in that case if we just return to the family farm model, which of course is unfortunately not likely to happen, but if we could um, people growing their own food—it still takes an amazing amount of petroleum just to do what we do. Um, so let's talk about what some of those are. I know that we have we have two tractors. We actually use two tractors um, for various. We'll talk some about they what we do. They have
0: specialized functions, and as I have said over and over, if I were a real man, I'd have one good tractor. But honestly, it's handy to have two tractors. And it's not like we're running them twice as much.
1: No, we just have choices. Yes. <laughs> we have options. But it requires diesel fuel to run those tractors. Uh, then we have a chainsaw, which lately, with all the wood, we've been uh, splitting, uh, sawing and splitting. We're painfully aware of how yes. much
0: gas we're using in the chainsaw, aren't right. we? And, and the splitter.
1: Mm-hmm. And that we, when we, we do plant cover crops not nearly as much as we if we were a commercial farming operation but the fact of the matter is i can't hand pull these tall bits of sun hemp out i mean i guess i could but it would be a killer and i won't reveal my age but it's it's not young enough to be doing that all the time <laughs> and so what helps me is that you get out with the hedge trimmer and cut that down that cover crop down, and then I can pull it up by hand. And, and it, that in and of itself is pretty good exercise. So the point is, we need the hedge trimmer for all kinds of operations around here related to food.
0: And we have to travel off the farm to get a lot of inputs we use here. For example, we have to travel to pick up chicken feed. We have to travel to get seeds. We have to travel to get um what the, your
1: chainsaw has to be your uh the chains well, need have a to new be chain so yeah, we have to go buy replaced. a new chain. Mm-hmm.
0: so it, all of that takes travel and then we have this other category that most everyone has you don't have that's not special about farming we travel for recreation we have dear friends and we gather with them um i'm in plays you're in plays we Travel to rehearsals and we do
1: volunteer work for gar- uh, to and, help and other we gardeners travel to
0: help other people. And then you're traveling this evening to uh, go to a dulcimer rehearsal with the Whistle Stop Poker Pickers at that kind of travel. We have just like any other middle class family would
1: have, right? And of course, even though we do grow a very large percentage of our own vegetable and, and fruit uh, that we consume. We still have to travel for groceries that we, that for food products that we can't grow on the farm. For example, if I need to make a recipe for church or for a social gathering and it has any ingredient that I can't grow at this time of the year or I don't grow, then I've got to go buy that and meat. We're not raising our own meat at this point, although we did have some lovely catfish from the pond earlier this yeah, summer. but
0: Fortunately, we can get by fine without wine or coffee.
1: No, sorry. Oh, we may be making making our own wine at One some point. One
0: day we hope we will make our if own. If we can wine. find the
1: perfect muscadine wine recipe or something, but <laughs> but um, it, like this weekend we're entertaining people. We want to smoke some ribs. We don't raise our own hogs. Hogs. I was going to say, what animal does I don't usually eat ribs, <laughs> but we don't raise our own hogs for um, for ribs. And even if we had a. a co-op arrangement with another farmer who had hogs and we bought them directly from him or her, we'd still have to travel to that person's farm to get their meat. So um, unless we start getting really good at hunting deer on this property and <laughs> you know bagging our own, I guess smoked deer meat might be okay. I don't know. But if you're going to have a big cookout like that, you're probably going to have to go off site and we do.
0: And I treat this as a separate category simply because it's such a voracious consumer of petroleum. We have to bush hog our trails in order to continue enjoying them. Our 88 acres here is uh, pretty much a network of um, eight foot, nine foot wide walking trails. and We're very proud of that. We've worked to create those trails so that we can enjoy them so that our friends and guests and family can enjoy them so it's important to us to maintain them in a form where they can easily be used and we can have fun with them well the way to do that is with the bush hog and so we keep the bush hog pretty busy during the summer now fortunately we're heading into the fall and winter when the the weeds slow down and we don't have to bush hog as much but it, bush hogging takes a lot of petroleum.
1: Not to mention, we you have to bush hog and or mow in various grassy areas here around our buildings. You know, we have lawn in a sense, but it's, you know, not because we're crazy about lawns. It's because we have to have something to hold the soil. We're not on a level uh, farm. So, you know, anything that's at least bit of a slope, you better be holding that soil with something. We
0: better be planting something on it to hold the soil. And that's so we've right. got
1: turf and also in between the rows and we've talked about this many times in between the planting rows in our vegetable garden we have mostly weeds but <laughs> we originally well, seeded I would that call with it a grass it's, it's a grass. grass it's a grassy substance out there and that has to be mowed and trimmed so uh, just just to be able to walk around and not have have it be snaky or um buggy and of course allowing weeds to grow and form seed heads just perpetuates more weeds and gets, you know, gets into the, the planting beds. So that's got to be kept under control and it takes petroleum.
0: And back to the bush hogging for a moment, it's, we're working to reduce the amount of bush hogging we have to do. And the way we're doing that is to allow the forest canopy to grow up over our trails wherever we can so that the grass on the trails grows more slowly or not at all. Uh, over time, we expect, in fact, we can already see the results.
1: In some areas, yeah. right. Yeah,
0: there are there are areas of our trails which where the grass was growing really quickly and has slowed down dramatically now because the canopy is closing in above the trails and limiting how much sun they get. So our strategy is working slowly, but it's a matter of, years, not weeks right. or It months. doesn't happen
1: overnight, but we're hoping. And of course, the, the the reason we don't have more canopy in some of those areas, some of it was our doing in creating the trail and just, you know, taking trees down. Although we did try to use existing logging trails. And another, and some of it was not of our doing because of the fact that this property had been logged for pines before we bought it. So some of the, we we, even though pine trees, that was the target crop for those loggers, they damaged and killed a lot of hardwoods, too, that would have provided some shade. So uh, we're trying to help this land heal in a lot of ways. And uh, we also plant a lot of long leaves. That's kind of getting off the subject, except to say that we're hoping to provide even more shade over the years, get that going, so that we have less petroleum-intensive kind of work to do.
0: And so let's take some of these things we've talked about where we are using petroleum and let's see if what we can do to reduce that consumption. Um, how might we use less diesel fuel in the tractors? I'm not sure I have an answer to that. I mean, right. Unless, other than, you know, cutting down on bush hogging, which we've already talked about. Well, wouldn't
1: about. it be nice if someone came up with a solar-powered version of some of these things, for example?
0: Yeah, I'm not optimistic about that and the reason i'm not optimistic is that that kind of technology is very advanced and my guess is that as the petroleum platform declines and becomes less functional all those things that depend on advanced technology will not will never develop the way we hope they they would so i'm not banking on that i'm i'm thinking we're probably going to get by with the same general level of technology we have now or more primitive
1: but do we have some implements that could be that are electrically charged we do have some tools that are and that maybe a solar charger solar battery array we
0: do have some so Uh, we don't have any tractors that run that way no
1: unfortunately
0: um I don't know of any way we're going to reduce the amount of gas we use in the chainsaw, but the good news there is that's a fairly small quantity of petroleum we use in the chainsaw and the splitter, and we leverage that for a great deal of energy that we use to keep our homes, our home warm in the wintertime. Um, we could get by without the hedge trimmer. I could use hand trimmers if I needed to, to cut the cover crops. Um, travel for inputs the only thing I have to contribute there is we have bikes. we probably will begin using our bikes more and our uh, motor vehicles less. Um, and of course, we're already trying to be careful, but we will need to be more careful in the future about combining trips. So we if we make a trip, we we make not two stops but eight stops.
1: We do we combine as many activities and shopping or errands as we have can into one, uh, lengthy trip. So I think that would be something that we, and, and like you said, we're already doing that, but mm-hmm. we can do more even. Um, and of course, groceries not grown on the farm. Aside from, and, and we've talked about this, if we, even if we did start raising our own meat, our own sources of protein, um, which is the main reason to have meat uh, in my book, then, then you've got, if you don't have the feed you need for those animals, You'd have to bring it in. You'll have to bring it in from somewhere. Or grow it.
0: And we don't seem to be well positioned to grow animal feed here.
1: I mean, how can we possibly grow enough corn to feed chickens when I can't even grow enough corn to make a small (laughs) loaf of cornbread? (laughs) So I'm trying. I'm working on that. But we just aren't in that position right now.
0: One last thought for us to think about. Despite everything we've said about using petroleum, the number one use of petroleum in the American food system today is still not anything the farmer's doing, not anything the agri- agribusiness is doing. It's the gas that customers use to get to and from the retail food store. That's the number one consumer of petroleum. And we do our shares. We've yes, already talked about yes. We're traveling to and from uh, Costco and other places where we buy groceries um, so when whenever we're talking about oh you know we're using so much agriculture we're using so much petroleum in agriculture just remember the number one consumer of uh, petroleum in the food system is we customers traveling to and from the, the grocery store
1: And you know as there there seem to be some communities developing, where there's a central location, I think especially as we boomers age and more of us are looking toward maybe being able to walk to the grocery store or um, I think about my time in England when I'd see little ladies with their shopping carts walking to Sainsbury's. And I did the same thing. I was one of those little ladies (laughs) because we didn't have a car over there. But how much healthier that is for us to be walking there. Yes, I couldn't carry as many groceries at one time. And maybe I walked and and I made a trip every day to the store, but that was a much, it it is doable. I guess I'm here to say that's doable, even with an aging population. And I would love to see that trend continue of communities developing um, walking distance sorts of uh, configurations so that they can get to a, a grocery store to buy their needs or the market, the farmer's market, which would be another better option.
0: So... Be thinking about how you can get a, get by on less petroleum because, trust me, you will be getting by on less petroleum in the future.
1: As will we here at Longleaf Breeze. So we will catch up with you next week. We certainly appreciate your being with us, and uh, have a good week.
0: You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden.
1: You can call the farm at 334-625-8682 send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078.
0: Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our
1: archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.